Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo, and today I'm joined by Nir Geist, founder and chief technology officer of Neutron, and Russell Piccolo, who's the head of global sales. In this week's tech news, making headlines is that Marriott had a breach of 500 million guest records that started in 2014. Actually, this isn't Marriott itself, but it's acquisition of Starwood. Now, Marriott and Starwood combined are the largest hotel chains in the world. Marriott discovered the breach of Starwood's customer data after it finalized the acquisition and was doing an audit. So we usually talk about how if a company as massive as either Marriott or Starwood could be breached, your company can as well. Quora a online question and answer platform also had a breach that impacted only 100 million users when you compare that to Marriott's 500 million users. Facebook increased their bug bounty payout and we had done a show last year on what a bug bounty program is, which is where companies like Facebook offer up rewards to white hat hackers to attempt to breach their systems. Facebook announced that they're increasing their payouts to $40,000 where the flaw doesn't involve any user interaction and $25,000 if it only minimally involves a user. Uh, And this is to achieve a total account takeover. And this is all in support of Facebook's efforts to mitigate hackers and nefarious entities. Social media influencers need to listen up that they should not be shilling for cryptocurrencies or ICOs. In the news is that boxer Floyd Mayweather, as well as DJ Khalid, both got nailed by the Securities and Exchange Commission for promoting initial coin offerings last year and the year before. Uh, They were fined three times the amount of money that they were paid by these ICOs to promote their blockchain ideas. So this is just a heads up that you should really pay attention if you are a blogger, social media influencer, crypto influencer, or anyone related to marketing of an ICO, that if you don't have a license to sell securities, you're basically an unregistered securities agent. And that's the news of the week. All right, so in studio with me is Nir Geist, founder and chief technology officer of next generation security company Neotron, and Russell Piccolo, who's the head of global sales. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, Hi. Keith, how are you doing? And I've had Neotron on a couple of times in the past, uh, especially during the Equifax breach of last year, and then during the Chapocalypse, which was earlier this year. And I think a lot of people think it's been a very quiet security year after that. 
But near, is that really the case? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, so we know for sure that uh, hackers becomes more and more sophisticated, and cybersecurity attacks becomes more and more sophisticated. I mean, starting 2018 with uh, Chipocalypse was the best example for that. So looking at this year and say, hey, that was a quiet year. That's actually a pretty pretty scary question, I'd say. Yeah, the quiet before the storm. Near, with your expertise, can you remind folks what happened with Chipocalypse? Absolutely. So uh, the best way to describe that is we started 2018 uh, right in January with the worst security issue in computer history, no less than that. Every secu- every sorry, um, a CPU in the world, every processor from uh, starting with Intel uh, all the way to all the rest, actually. AMD, NVIDIA. Exactly. They were all exposed to a vulnerability that allows the attacker access to the most sensitive kernel memory off your computer, which is basically, again, the the lowest level memory that you have there at the operating system. Um, quite easily, I'd say, that that vulnerability was, uh, was crazy. I think we were all surprised from that. There was something uh, uh, that, that doesn't look like anything we've seen before. Right. It was uh, discovered originally by a consortium that included Google, the company, True. and security researchers all around the world. I personally know of a number of other startups that got started thinking they're going to solve for this. <laughs> and I and I know your company, Neutron, also has a really good True. solve for it as well, which we'll get into. But we just really haven't heard much. And to your point, I think just because last year we had so many breaches, Equifax, data theft, all these other things, that even though we haven't heard a lot this year other than Chipocalypse, it's not a time to be complacent. I think uh, one should be naive to think that uh, this year everything finally solved and, uh, <laughs> and, that, and that quiet is a little bit misleading. I think uh, that's a very good reason to be to be worried because for sure we do have cybersecurity attacks. For sure there are more sophisticated. So uh, that left us with, uh, with one thought that we just don't hear about them because they're most sophisticated. And then uh, the capabilities of detecting and reporting uh, about these attacks are just uh, not good enough. Thank you. So beyond Chipocalypse, what else has been going on this year in the news? I remember very clearly that Atlanta had a ransomware attack. Samsung. The Samsung attack was, that's that's an amazing story, Keith, actually. So it happened on March, I think, uh, March 22nd to be, to be precise. And uh, what happened is actually that uh, a Samsung, a ransomware called Samsung, that already already actually um, got, um, I think, a few millions of dollars of ransomware um, paid, um, attacked Atlanta. I think that uh, more or less five five city agencies got got attacked. That includes the judicial system, the police department, airport, uh, airport. Uh, people couldn't pay their uh, their their water bills. They couldn't pay uh, they couldn't pay basically anything. Um, so. The, really, the interesting part of that story is that uh, Atlanta paid around $15 million eventually, uh, the, 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 at least the recent number that, that I'm aware of. That was for the extra staffing, for all the external consultancy. And, uh, and the really, I don't want to say funny part of that story, is that the original, original uh, ransom demand was $50,000. You're correct. And, uh, you know, Russ and I were both Smart City Conference um, a couple months after that happened. We were speaking on a panel together, and that topic came up. And at the time, it was about a $2 million remediation effort, and now it's a $15 million remediation effort. (laughs) And what was really surprising, in a lot of the cities we were talking to at the Smart City Conference, 
there was 18 years of data that was lost. So mm-hmm. in some cases, so I mean, some government yeah. agencies, and this is the most basic thing, more of a public service is that this is why you have to have good security, but you also have the good IT practices. You have to back up your data. You have to know where it's sitting and you need to know how to recover the data. And that's, that's really important. Correct. I mean, it raised a very philosophical question, of course, you know, uh, whether you should or you shouldn't pay the ransom in, in, in this case. But I think the best, the best advice is do not get to that philosophical question. Try to, try to avoid that by, by, uh, by being prepared and prevent that from the first place. Thank you. So I think with Neutron, we should talk about in the next segment some of the ways that you've gotten engaged with local governments, and I know we can't actually specifically talk about which city, and also healthcare, who are starting to take this seriously, and the benefits that they're getting from being proactive. So once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. In studio, we have Nir Geist, CTO and founder of Neotron, and Russell Piccolo, head of sales. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svi.biz or come to our website, svi.biz, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined today with founder and CTO of Neotron, Nir Geist, and the head of global sales, Russell Piccolo. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. So the question, which is kind of technical, but I thought it was great because we have Nir and Russ in the studio. Nir, to stockpile or not stockpile zero days? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> So that's a, that's a very deep question, Keith. Uh, you know, the question is basically, let's say you're you a nation and you found uh, the zero day, you know, the vulnerability that will allow you access to many computers around the world illegally. Um, should you expose that? Should you really um, share that information with the public so people can use it for educational purposes, can, of course, uh, secure themselves, or you should actually keep it and use it, you know, for your nation uh, for your for your nation purposes, uh, security purposes. So that's a very good question, actually, uh, which different people will ha- will have different opinions. And is that to keep it for weaponization or to keep it for defense? Basically, it's both. So if you have something um, and you don't you don't share it with anybody, uh, that that helps your defense from the first place because only you know about it. Uh, if you if you want to weaponize it or not, that's up to you. Uh, but obviously, nation would weaponize it most likely. All right. And I know that, you know, you've been on the show several times, so we haven't got a lot into your background, Nir. But just a brief synopsis, uh, Nir is a child prodigy when it comes to technology, especially cybersecurity, and having trained uh, many military and high schoolers in Israel on cybersecurity and tactics, and actually starting a couple of companies, including Neotron, um, when you were very young, that if you were interested in our previous shows, we did one called Equifax, It Could Have Been Prevented, and we actually did another show called Chapocalypse, which was the uh, largest flaws we talked about in the earlier segment ever discovered in history, inherent flaw in hardware. 
that although there's not been a publicized exploit yet, it's only a matter of time when some bad actor does figure that out. So bring us back to the stockpile and not a stockpile question. Chipocalypse is actually a very, very interesting question because that's that's not uh, that's that's right in the middle, right? It's not here, not nor there, because people do know about the vulnerability of uh, the vulnerabilities. It's actually Spectre and Meltdown. There are two people know about it. It made its way to uh, to the public, but on the other hand, somehow someone <laughs> made made sure that to bury the whole thing because definitely we didn't talk about it. It didn't get enough uh, enough uh, public attention. So in regards to your question, that's the worst. When people do know about it, uh, but but not enough. Right. And that also goes back to what you were saying before, the stockpile, not stockpile. There are security researchers all around the world, uh, white hat hackers and black hat hackers. So the good guys and the bad guys are gals. And when they uncover something, the ethical hackers usually disclose to the target that they have a vulnerability before they disclose it to the public. And then they need to disclose it to the public so that everyone can hear about it. You know, we've done shows on white hat hacking, uh, bug bounties, et cetera. So what we're really talking about is people are now consciously thinking as kind of like their their assets, things that they protect, whether to disclose a vulnerability or not. True. That's that's true. White hat hackers will usually use their knowledge in order to report bugs, uh, as you mentioned, bug bounties are a very good, very popular way to to encourage these guys to to disclose. And uh, and black hat attackers, I mean, these are the terms. Um, we'll usually use it for for malicious intents. So then, I wanted to shift a little bit because I think this brings up a good point. What has been popular, especially this year, and around security startups and people investing in security products, is this whole concept of so many. So much malware, so many vulnerabilities, so many attacks that the only way we can solve for it effectively is using artificial intelligence and machine learning. Is that something you hear often? <laughs> so I think that uh, there is there is a, a fundamental issue with the uh, with the whole AI story and AI term because in reality we have to we have to first explain that there is no not yet uh, a real use of uh, artificial intelligence, at least not in cybersecurity. Uh, of course, uh, somewhere else, different different industries are already using somehow AI. But in cybersecurity, I think that this term has been abused a little bit by many vendors, many startups especially, that are uh, using the term AI to actually talk about machine learning in its actually in its uh, in its very basic form. Um, to say to say the to, to say the truth. That, that's a very controversial statement, Nir. I mean, there's <laughs> so much money going into right now uh, companies who are funding AI security companies, and I think they're going to be very upset at you for you know taking this position. Well, someone has to 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 tell the truth. And actually, if you talk to CISOs, you know, chief uh, information security officers, if you talk to different more established vendors, they will say the same thing. I've been uh, I've been um, in many different conferences recently and you can start tell the sarcasm people are uh, people are actually talking about uh, about AI because not only that's not real AI that uh, that vendors are using it's also not really delivering any much better security than most uh, traditional security products and that's that's the that's the truth so then where does the concept and these are buzzed words pseudo AI or weaponized AI comes into this when you just <laughs> said that AI doesn't really in its purest form, isn't really happening in security. 
So that's that's uh, that's the truth. AI is is basically describing something completely different than machine learning. And when we talk about when vendors are talking about their products as AI, they basically say um, um, that they are using machine learning in again the most basic form. Meaning that if I will show you Keith enough pictures of of a cat, you will be able to identify another cat. Right? That's <laughs> that's how it works. That's your uh, that that's how your brain works. But that's that's not really AI. That's just uh, machine learning, meaning that if the machine will see enough samples of known viruses, it will be able to detect another similar, and that's the keyword, a similar variant of that virus. Right. And that's what all these uh, next-gen uh, antiviruses are doing, and they call it AI, which basically refers to something much, much more complicated than that. Right, and, and we've said it on other shows. We did a whole series of shows on artificial intelligence and other use cases and we had uh, Professor Gary Smith at Pomona College who wrote a book called The AI Delusion. And so it's kind of the same thing where AI is really good for repetitive tasks and really good for to training models, but it's not yet, it does not have the ability for actual human thought or independent thought. True. And even though people say we're gonna get the singularity and people are gonna go to Mars and that's all gonna be powered by AI, maybe someday, but we're nowhere near that yet. That's That's correct. And we have to remember the very, very, uh, fundamental uh, weakness of, of, of such machine learning technology because, as I mentioned, uh, if you see enough cats, you can detect another cat. But if you see enough cats, no matter how many you see, you won't, it won't help you to detect, to identify a bear. And uh, a bear might be a threat too. And that's, right. the, that's the problem. And that's the weakness of these technologies because AI, at least uh, the AI they refers to, which is actually machine learning, doesn't help you really to detect a complete unknown attack. Right, and that's fundamental to your guiding principles at Neutron because your solution is actually taking a different approach. Absolutely. We are not doing uh, neither AI, pseudo-AI, or, or machine learning. What we say is actually the opposite. You don't need to see um, anything uh, like, uh, like, like a previous attacks or, or, or known attacks in order to detect new attacks because there is, no, there, is, there is absolutely nothing to do with previous attacks in order to detect new ones. Uh, you should not look at, uh, at the past in order to, you know, in order to uh, detect uh, the future. So um, what we do is completely the opposite. We say that while bad is infinite, good is actually finite. And we've mapped all the good ways to do things on a computer. That way we can actually detect and prevent almost anything. Well, that's really great, Nir. And thanks again for your description on artificial intelligence, what's real, what's not real. Right when we get back in our next segment, we should be talking about some of what you've seen in the field and how Neutron is actually solving for those issues. Listening to Keith Koo, Silicon Valley Insider, with Nir Geis, founder and CTO of Neutron, and Russell Piccolo, head of global sales. If you have any questions or comments, email us at info at svn.biz. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, joined by Nir Geist, founder and chief technology officer of Neotron and head of global sales, Russ. And we're actually going to talk to Russ about some of the customer success stories. So in this week's Cyber Tip, we had just reported recently that Marriott had a massive data breach of its Starwood acquisition of 500 million users. 
And as much as can be said about the breach, uh, Marriott actually is being lauded for doing a lot of things right versus what people think in terms of losing data. Uh, Marriott's IT team actually kept the Starwood network completely separate from their network even up until the time the breach started. So none of the Marriott-only customers got affected. They also improved the security practices of their acquisition of Starwood for Starwood's internal technology team. They also followed all the rules regarding breach notification, uh, which was including contacting law enforcement and also trying to give the law enforcement enough information to catch the hackers. And also they were quickly making available support for Starwood's customers on what to do once the breach occurred. Now, in our show, we often bring up the Cyber Tip of the Week because we actually want to give very practical information to consumers, business owners, and corporate executives that there are definitely best practices in this area of cybersecurity and response, or what we call incident response. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. So in this segment, we're going to talk about some of the latest and greatest things happening with Neotron. Congratulations, guys, on your latest round of investment and plus the partnership with Ingram Micro, a large thank you. distributor. Thank you. Thank you. That's just phenomenal. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll say, because we talked about it in the first segment, we were kind of giving a recap on the whole city of Atlanta fiasco. And I wanted to follow up with this because in an earlier show we did with Near um, on Chapocalypse the inherent security flaws, we had talked about ransomware and how we generally never advise people to pay the ransom. And you know, we still officially don't advise people to pay the ransom, <laughs> but we were anecdotally talking about that, how a lot of times the ransomware people come through and they actually, if you pay the bounty, if you pay the ransom, they actually do give you your data back. <laughs> that's a very, uh, very sensitive question. I think maybe that's the, that's the right term, but uh, eventually, yeah, if, if we, if we talk specifically about Atlanta, that's uh, that raises a lot of philosophical questions because Atlanta ended up paying $15 million on recovery from uh, a ransomware that originally asked uh, for $50,000. Right. And so, you know, theoretically, they could have tested it with 50000 before dumping in what was then $2 million and then $15 Yeah, and if they wanted to pay, by the way, they said that uh, they tried, actually. I thought I think that uh, at one of the uh, of their announcements, they mentioned that they wanted at some point to pay. But we know for sure if they wanted, the ransomware has an amazing help desk, amazing <laughs> FAQs. Uh, whoever wants to pay, uh, ransomware is a whole very organized industry today. And with a customer support team, apparently. But, you know, one thing, though, that came out of this, and we talked about how Russ and I were at the same Smart City Conference, is that governments and hospitals and healthcare systems are taking this seriously. That's correct. We've seen uh, a dramatic increase with uh, ransomware incidents, uh, well, malware in general, but ransomware in particular, with uh, more and more mission-critical um, organization systems like uh, 911 dispatch centers like hospitals, as you, as you mentioned, um, law enforcement agencies. Um, unfortunately, these organizations are very targeted, not because they're critical, but also because they are less secured in many cases. These infrastructures tend to be pretty old, uh, not very up to date, and uh, they are just easier to hack, unfortunately. And with that, Russ, as the leader of the sales organization, What's the engagement been like as these organizations such as 
law enforcement or fire or hospitals, how are they approaching you and what are you doing for them? Well, we're doing a lot of uh, activities to approach them, to let them know that we're here to help them. Uh, we're participating in events to get the word out on Neotron and the level of protection we offer to these types of customers. And uh, so over the last year, we've seen people more receptive to our approaches and who are willing to try something new because what they've been doing forever is not working. And that's uh, crucial to this conversation is that people don't always get what Neotron's doing because it's not the tried and true. And that's what people are used to. The, the joke that you never got fired for using Microsoft, you never got fired <laughs> for using Symantec. So, or any other security vendor. So what does that look like in terms of how you help your customers understand what's new and what's possible? Well, we do have to spend a lot of time convincing them that we're real and that we do what we do is real and we add real value by protecting them deeper and uh, better than maybe what they're doing today. But our approach is not to um, say what they're doing is bad. Uh, our approach is a defense in depth approach to add something to help with the latest threat landscape and be that much stronger. I see. And when that conversation does happen, does it involve a demo? Does it involve, when we talked about in an earlier show that you have a rubber ducky, which <laughs> is this USB drive in the shape of a rubber duck that you invite customers to uh, partake in and see if something happens that replicates um, a, a malware attack on their isolated machine. Do you still need to do those kind of demos or you've, you've progressed a little bit? Well, we still need to do demos. We still need to have in-depth conversations. And I think one of the reasons is because security people are conservative by nature. Mm -hmm. um, they really want to see that what you're saying is real. They really want to understand that the value you're bringing that you're talking about is real. So there is quite a bit of work that has to be done up front to convince them that we're worth them taking a serious look at. Okay. I've seen the demos. I've seen the product. I really like when Near um, shows <laughs> the attacker machine and the victim machine, and, and gives you a really good education of what actually happens in a live attack. And yeah, I think that's because you know most people who are reading about malware, they're reading about attacks. They tend to believe it's not going to happen to them. They tend to believe it's it's a science fiction. But when you really see um, attack. And, and how it works, and how, especially how easy it is, um, that that changes your 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 you know perception. Um, so that's why we really make sure to to prove it to people, to show it to people. And when we have the chance, we do what we call uh, beyond penetration test, the BPT. We offer organizations to invite us and show them a demo, not just on our machines, but on their machines. Let us prove you that your actual machine with with your real stuff, your real security. So stuff, your your antivirus, your firewall. Exactly. Let us plug the rubber ducky that you've mentioned into your machine and see that this rubber ducky is not just cool. It's gonna it's gonna bypass everything that you have there. And I think that's the moment where people really change their mind. They understand that they are actually completely exposed. So once you do that, so walk me through that. Once you do that, and they believe they're completely exposed, and now they decided to engage and do a pilot or become a customer, remind me of what that is, how that's configured, and what's involved with that. So what's so special about Paranoid, about our product, it's not just that it can really detect and prevent any unknown threat. It's also very lightweight because we don't need to scan all your files. We don't need to maintain a list of 
of uh, of virus signatures or or classifications of threats. So, so, so hang on. <laughs> so you mean you mean like when I'm running antivirus on my computer and the scan happens and everything kind of slows down and crawls, that mm-hmm. isn't what happens with yours? Absolutely not. We don't need to scan all your files. We don't need to perform anything that's heavy, any heavy operation. Uh, we just follow what you do and make sure that it makes sense. That's how our system works. We know what what makes sense. We know how file deletion should look like when it happens legitimately. So that's what we monitor, and we just monitor your activities in real time. It's much, much less uh, heavy, unlike any other security solution that <laughs> tend to be very heavy. So uh, it's very lightweight, very state, straightforward. That's what makes our system so, so unique, besides, of course, the best security that you can get. Um, but uh, as I said, when you really see the attack, when you really see it in, on your system, uh, it, it, it really changes your, your, your point of view. And we welcome anyone, by the way, to reach out to us, and, and we would love to do a BPT with you. And that would be um, at your website, Neutron.com? N-Y-O-T-R-O-N, Neutron.com. Um, and, uh, and Russ, they can reach out to you too. <laughs> exactly. Call me on my mobile. <laughs> which well, we won't disclose on the air. But I think what's really cool is that you're not necessarily um, only for large enterprises. You can actually handle small businesses as well. That's uh, that's a part of our um, of our very unique engagement with uh, Ingram Micro, our new partners, um, and uh, that's uh, that has been, happened especially in order to uh, to reach out to more small uh, and medium businesses. Uh, we can definitely uh, help SMBs too with uh, with their own security challenges. Okay, um, Russ. In terms of some of the largest new customers, and don't give out names, what have they seen? What are the benefits they've seen this past year? Well, as you would imagine, a large healthcare company has every security product on the planet, but they're still concerned that they're vulnerable, so they're willing because of the. Um, importance of accurate medical data and medical records. Um, they're willing to try something new. And typically, um, either a consultant or uh, the responsible party within an organization brings us in, does a pilot with us. Uh, we typically show some very good uh, results. And then, uh, depending on budget cycles, and I don't want to get into the uh, specifics of sales, but uh, after we do a pilot and we show that we are bringing a level of protection that would benefit the organization, we typically uh, do all we can to make them a customer. Great. And, and Nir, I wanted to ask you in terms of what's on the roadmap, where is Neotron headed next? So we are we are definitely working to expand our, our offering into new platforms, into Linux and, 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 other, and other platforms that customers are using. Um, we are also working hard to, to move more into the cloud so our system is now um, is now available on the cloud for for organizations that want to manage their security uh, through the cloud. Um, we we also spend a lot on so, more. So hold right there because yeah. we'll get into that more in the next segment. But it's great to hear mm-hmm. where you're headed. You're listening to Keith Coos, Silicon Valley Insider, with Nir Geis, Chief Technology Officer of Neutron, and Russell Piccolo, Head of Global Sales. If you have any questions or comments, email us at svin.biz. And we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I am your host, Keith Koo. I've been joined today 
my fellows from Neotron, Nir Geis, Chief Technology Officer and Founder, and Russell Piccolo, Head of Global Sales. And in the last segment, we had just started talking about where Neotron's headed next in a roadmap. Uh, we talked about going to Linux and actually having a cloud offering. And we also wanted to chat about what are some of the really cool things that Neotron stopped. There's a lot to uh, to tell about that. So uh, luckily, we we are in uh, in the most sensitive organizations, you know, uh, uh, in, in in the most exciting um, uh, segments of the market, which is uh, law enforcement agencies and, and and cities and the largest healthcare organizations around the world and airlines. So these are these are actual targets of uh, for for you know very sophisticated attackers. I think uh, we have tons of stories to tell about actual uh, uh, stops that, that that we had. Uh, I can I, I of of course not going to mention any uh, specific organizations, but I can definitely tell you about some airlines where we've seen uh, actual APTs, advanced persistent threats. Hackers, real hackers that try to uh, uh, to attack these organizations. Um, that specific airline that I'm actually referring to right now, and they tried to gain full control over the airline. That's scary. That's really scary, especially for that airline because they uh, um, they they didn't expect that uh, that attacker was able to bypass their entire security theater. We were the last line of defense, as we always are. And we stopped the attacker at uh, at the point where you could tell that the attacker didn't expect, <laughs> and that was really the uh, fascinating the fascinating thing to see. You could see that the attacker doesn't understand why it being stopped, and uh, they kept trying different techniques, and we stopped them, and and you could see it in real time, and that was really fascinating to see. That was one of the things we talked about in an earlier show, but not yet on today's show, which is Neutron is an alternative, a, a next generation. Um, security platform, but a lot of it has to do with behavioral analytics, behavioral analysis, where you've figured out all the commands, calls, APIs on a Windows platform, you're, you're going to move it to Linux, and that you can monitor good behavior and know what's good behavior, so don't worry about the bad behavior. And that includes even the forensics on what the attack or how the attack occurred and what the attacker was doing at the time they were doing it. Correct. Because we analyze every activity happening on the system, we can really tell you everything that happened. We can really tell you exactly how the attacker worked and what he tried to do and how he tried to do that. And that's um, that's a very, very important part of, uh, of a security product, especially when, when it, its focus is to detect the unknown. Because if we stop something unknown, there's nothing I can tell you about it right. besides what really happened. So it's so important to be able to explain the whole story. And uh, when you mentioned behavior analysis, I think the only important thing to mention here is that unlike any security product, we are not a statistical solution. We don't, we don't try to learn your behavior or map your behavior. We really map the entire finite good behavior of the operating system. That's it, It's unique. more anomaly detection. It is, and uh, I think the best analogy, the, the best way I love to describe it is that like a GPS for your computer. So when you want to get from Fremont, where we are, to San Francisco, you will use your Google Maps. You will enter the uh, address in San Francisco, and Google, Map, Google Maps will offer you like three reasonable uh, routes to get from here to San Francisco. None of them will be through San Diego. And that's exactly how our system works. We've mapped all the ways to get to file deletion, file creation, any, anywhere dangerous in your system. And we just make sure you follow uh, a reasonable path 
when you get there. Yeah, that sounds like a very safe way to go. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about large organizations, law enforcement, hospitals, airlines, but we also talked about how small, medium businesses can get engaged. What can they expect by finding Neotron, N-Y-O-T-R-O-N.com? What can they expect when they go to your site and they want to actually use the product? Well, we would ask that they go to the website, look for the um, area where they can add their contact information and maybe a little bit about what they want to know. And then you'll get a very professional person from Neotron reach out to them, uh, do their best to answer the questions, even offer a free trial if they're interested. And uh, we have very technical people who can help them with that free trial. That sounds really good. So with just the couple minutes we have left near, what are some of the best practices and advice you can give to our listener? Don't be naive. When someone offers you a million dollar, by email or by, or by a text message, life is, life is harder. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to happen. Uh, I just received an email yesterday uh, with, uh, with a voicemail uh, message and a show address. Um, I, I guarantee you that wasn't a, that wasn't a, a legit voicemail. A voicemail malware. embedded in an email. Yeah, and uh, and apparently that wasn't even a sound file. So it was uh, it was an office Word file, Word document. Usually voicemail is not uh, coming as a Word document, right? So a really interesting point we've talked about before is that even though you have hear about all this malware, Word docs. Um, some of the most infected things are things you never think about, like the Korean version of free office, <laughs> right? And that's what people need to think about. As we become a more global society, that all these different types of malware are out there. So Nir and Russ, thank you again for joining us on today's show. I always love having you and welcoming you back. Thank you. Love thank to you. be here. <laughs> Any questions or comments about today's show and how Neotron doesn't let any malware out? Email us at info at svn.biz, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 